Hey, did you know you could know what Jesus is thinking? You can ask him for advice on anything, and he'll give it to you. That's what we're going to talk about. So this is Vision Eternity Ministries. My, my name is Lee Klein. Don't forget to like my videos and um, go ahead and share it. And you'll be sharing the word. You'll be sharing the knowledge of God. Because what we're doing is getting ready for Jesus. You don't want anyone to stand before Jesus and have to say they didn't know because you didn't tell them. So go ahead and share this video. Go ahead and share it and then like it and subscribe. That would be awesome. I would really appreciate it. And so let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you're going to teach us your way, that you actually do live right on the inside of us, and you're right there waiting for us to want your help. And as well, we thank you, Lord, that this prepares us to stand before you that day, because what we don't know without you is going to get us in a lot of trouble. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. You know that, right? What you don't know on that day it is going to cause um, Jesus to have to say, I didn't know you. And so right here and right now on the earth, what you do counts. And we need to seek Jesus. We need to get his counseling. We need to understand. We need to get ready. We, we need to get ready to live in the kingdom. We have to get ready now. And so right here and right now, you can know his thoughts and feelings. And when you sit with him and have that conversation, it's amazing. Jesus took me to heaven and it was like that there. We didn't even talk. It was just knowing his thoughts. It's not going to be any different. And it's really simple as long as you just believe. So in 1 Corinthians 2, 16, for who has known and understood the mind, the counsels, and the purposes of the Lord, so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge. But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and do hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. Wow, huh? And we run to others for their opinion and what they think. When we have Jesus living right on the inside of us, when he left the disciples, he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He said, the Father is going to send the Holy Spirit. And um, right here, I wanted to read this to you. I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another comforter, the counselor, the helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may remain with you forever. So he was leaving. The disciples were freaking out. And Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you like orphans. Because he brought comfort. He supported them. He was everything they needed. And the same thing is true for us in John. I'm reading actually in John 14. And I want to read verse 28 too. But the comforter, counselor, the helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, this is Amplified Classic Bible, whom the Father will send in my name to replace, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall and remind you and bring to remembrance everything I have told you. He also said that he would tell us things to come. The Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, God's Spirit living on the inside of us, was a plan that we could always be in union with him. He left the disciples and he said, the Holy Spirit's going to come and live on the inside of you. And we have that same privilege. 
And what Jesus wants to say today is, even though we've been privileged, even though that's the plan, we run here, there, and everywhere to find out what somebody else thinks, what someone else might think the plan is. Let me read this to you again. Who has known and understood the counsels and the purposes of the Lord as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? For we have the mind of Christ and do hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. The plan is for you to go to Jesus. Jesus, what do I do about this? Jesus, what about this? Jesus, what should I say? How should I feel about this? Jesus, help me to forgive because I know that's your will. Instead of going to other people and asking them what to do, Jesus is encouraging you today to come to him. Because when you stand before him on that day, let me remind you, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And many are going to say, but Lord, I did this. I did that. I cast all demons in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, you practice lawlessness. And so, how, did, how would you know if you missed a law if you weren't in communion with him? How would you know? What if someone else didn't see what they needed to see to counsel you, to be there for you? Which is exactly why the plan is that God's Spirit lives on the inside of you to teach you, to guide you, to comfort you, to tell you that you're not doing this one law. James says, if we break one law, we broke all the law. And so Jesus gave up his life so that God's Spirit can live on the inside of you. Isn't that amazing? That's the plan. But we go off in other directions, and then we're not even getting that counsel because we're looking to someone else. God is a jealous God, and he has good reason to be. He's in love with you, and if you're going somewhere else and getting the wrong answer, to be prepared to stand before him that day, that's not a good thing. Go to the Lord. Ask him for wisdom. He's not going to hold back. Ask him what he's thinking. You know, the other thing he was talking to me about this morning is so much of the time he, um, we go to him and, and we do. We hear him. And then we, we just doubt what we hear because it doesn't seem to make sense or it's too far out there. Whatever the reason, we doubt him. And then we turn to someone else. And the reason we doubt him is because we don't really know him that well. It takes time to know him. It does. It, it takes sitting at his feet and listening and then going ahead and doing that thing that you think he said to you, even though it doesn't seem to make any sense. And then after you do it, you're going to find out that you heard him or that you didn't. It's okay to make a mistake. The thing is to practice listening and then doing. And when you do that, you get to know him. Because, you know, as soon as you start doubting, the enemy is going to start throwing all kinds of other suggestions in there. 
And you're going to wonder, and then you're going to waver. Was that Jesus? Or was that the enemy? Was that Jesus? Was that the enemy? Because we know the enemy comes into our thoughts and tries to control us that way. So when you just go ahead and do what Jesus told you to do, and really when you're asking him something, um, it comes with direction. He gives you direction, and the direction is to move you into his kingdom where he can make that thing happen. And so... Um, if you're asking him something and he totally talks about something else, you didn't miss him. Isn't it, it, it wasn't a, a thought you weren't supposed to have, but it's something that's in the way of moving forward in his kingdom. And it might be to forgive someone. It might be to change something that you're doing or something that you're thinking or to say the word. Whatever he tells you to do, and you do that, you're going to find out if it was him talking to you or not, as in time. And he's encouraging us today because he is talking to us. We do have the mind of Christ, and we do understand, and we do know, but we get afraid. We get double-minded. And as I said, then we let the enemy in, and he's trying to just distract us from that to to get us to doubt to get us confused so that we won't do that direction Jesus said that in Mark 4 as soon as you hear the word the enemy comes try to take it he tries to take it from you he's trying to take your blessing from you he's trying to steal kill and destroy in your life and the first thing he steals is your is the word and when he's got the word he's got everything else so be encouraged Jesus is saying today you do have the mind of Christ. You do have his thoughts and his feelings. The thing that you're thinking that he's saying to you, he is. And the enemy is going to come and tell you the opposite of that. And remember, when you do what he's telling you to do, you're going to get to know him. And the more you do it and the more you know him, the more you're going to be able to trust him. And I just want to reiterate as well on that day when you stand before him, if you only did what you thought you were supposed to do, which we just talked about this, if you only did what you thought you were supposed to do or what someone else told you to do, what your pastor told you to do, then he may say to you, I didn't know you, if that's you. I didn't know you. He's jealous. You got to go to him and ask him. Can you imagine? He gave his life for you, and yet you're going to someone else so that God's spirit can live on the inside of you, and yet you're getting your comfort and your counsel from someone else and not him. That's dangerous. That's dangerous because of what Jesus said. Not everyone who calls me Lord, you can call him Lord, but go to someone else and get their counsel. And then be doing the wrong thing, and you're going to be the one saying, but I did this, I did that, I did what my pastor said. You don't want to be in that place. He's a jealous God. He is a jealous God. He went through all that for you so that you could be with him all the time, so that he could comfort you. I want to read this to you again. And I'll ask Father, and he will give you another comforter, Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. The spirit of truth, 
whom the world cannot receive or take to heart because it does not see him or know or recognize him, but you know and recognize him. For he lives within you constantly. He will be with you constantly. He will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come back to you. He was going to be with the Father. The person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him. And I will show and reveal myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Well, maybe you're thinking, well, that doesn't happen for me. But I want to suggest that maybe it's because you you don't love him and you don't obey him. Or maybe it's because you're going to that other person for counsel rather than him. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you and you're willing to heed his voice, Revelation 3.19, that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to come and live on the inside of you. Verse 19 says he's, he's going to correct you because he loves you. That's why you need him on the inside of you. If you hold someone in unforgiveness, your pastor's not going to know that. Your counselor, whoever you go to counsel, your therapist, they're not going to know. I mean, that could help you. You know, God does meet you where you're at, but ultimately, he wants us to be so close to him that we know his thoughts and his feelings, and we trust him, and we rely on him. We're privileged. Let's take advantage of that. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then I want to pray that prayer with you today. If you already are, born again, and the Spirit lives on the inside of you, and you haven't been going to Him, then I would like to pray with you to repent of that and get back where you need to be so that you can be ready, so you can be that bride without spot or wrinkle. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you so much for your truth. And for the one that hasn't, I'm asking with him, would you come? and live on the inside of us. Help us to heed your voice. Help us, Lord. Thank you for that extra time to come and sit at your feet in time to meditate your word. And for the person that has been running around trying to figure things out without you, even though your spirit lives on the inside of them, and you've become quiet to them. I just want to ask, Lord, that you would help. We repent of not going to you, and we want to come to you now. Help us to get out of the habit of running somewhere else. And just come to you. Take advantage of the suffering that you did for us so we don't have to suffer. So we don't have to be without wisdom or without. So that we actually don't have to lack anything. You are everything we need and we love you and praise you. Jesus is saying he has a word.
I am all you need, saith the Lord. I have given my life for you. Now I'm asking you to give your life for me. To trust me. And let me lead you. Give away that old life that you lived and live the new. For I am coming soon, saith the Lord. I am coming soon. You need to know me. I love you, saith the Lord. He is truly beautiful and amazing and wonderful. And that was really a sweet word. He wants you to just lay down your old ways. And just come to him in everything. Acknowledge him. Let him be your God. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.